1: Now, we can't promise that it will always be kept
0: PG, so please be mindful around little ears. Here we go.
1: Hi, Crystal. Thanks so much for coming on, and we're stoked to be popping your podcast cherry.
2: <laughs> First time for everything.
1: <laughs> so good. Now, for those of our listeners who don't know you, are you able to tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Yes. Yeah, so my name Crystal Hipwell. I am a mum of two with another little bubba, a little baby boy on the way he's due this September
1: and I am 34 this year and I currently live in Sydney. Amazing now we got you on to chat all things motherhood but especially to have a chat about you've been very open on your social media platform about the fact that you've been through a couple of miscarriages in the past so often people want to hear about people's miscarriage stories and how they've gotten through them because they can be so, mm-hmm. I mean they're so so common but they can be such a lonely time that's often not spoken about so we thank yeah, you absolutely. so much for number one mm-hmm. opening up about your experiences online and then number two accepting our invitation to join us on the podcast today.
2: I'm, I'm so like grateful to have the opportunity I think for me personally when I went through well, mainly my first miscarriage, I didn't really know who to turn to. I didn't know many women who had experienced it and I didn't know where to find information about, I guess, where to go from moving forward after encountering a miscarriage. So I think it is important for us women to not feel alone in that situation and to know that we can recover and that we are stronger than we realize mm. going through those times.
0: When was the first miscarriage? Was it before you had any children or was it after?
2: No, see that's the thing. Um, it was actually after I had Sunny. So falling pregnant with Sunny, it was pretty much one of those cases of like thinking about getting pregnant and all of a sudden I was pregnant. Like it was ridiculous. <laughs> I I was just like. My poor husband didn't get any practicing in. Like, it was actually like, let's go for it. Oops, we're pregnant. Um, now don't touch awesome. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now leave me alone for nine months. <laughs> but, yeah, it was awesome because it was just like the the dream pregnancy. There were no complications. Like, the worst thing that I could complain about was my cankles and my <laughs> sciatica. Like, it was just, it was a dream. And I kind of, I guess I took pregnancy, Um, You know, falling pregnant, keeping a child for that nine-month gestation, I thought that was an easy thing. I really took it for granted and I didn't really think much about it. And then when we went to try again, I thought I'd wait until after my 30th birthday because I wanted to have a big night. And then after that was done, I was like, I'm ready to go. Let's go for number two. And we thought the same thing would happen.
1: Your husband I would did
0: look at pregnant. you. <laughs> You'd not <blink laughs> yeah. <and> be pregnant.
2: <laughs> that part did actually happen. I did fall straight away, and we thought, "Oh, great!" Counting our lucky stars again, thinking, "Oh, this—you know, this is this is the dream again." And didn't really think much of it. And I was—I was ten weeks pregnant. I'd already had a dating scan. Everything seemed to be going oh, yeah. fine, and I had a little bit of spotting one morning, which I'd never had in my previous pregnancy with Sunny and I thought I might just take it a bit easy today and um, my husband went out for dinner with friends I said I'm just going to stay home again just thought I needed to rest because I felt really tired and I thought I'll take it easier with this spotting that I'd experienced and then um, yeah basically in the night I started getting severe stomach cramps and I'm one of those weirdos that doesn't like making anyone worry about me so yeah. I didn't really tell my husband how bad it was and I sort of got up in the night and said I'm just going to drive up to emergency um I, I'm sure it's fine I just want to check the baby and just make sure everything is fine and as I was driving I realized this is not normal I was experiencing pretty much uh, it felt like the the labor pains that I was experiencing with sunny in labor and it was really pain painful and I was buckled over um, by the time I arrived at the emergency, I was screaming in agony.
1: And you were driving and then yourself? And I pretty much,
2: I drove myself,
1: which oh was an yeah,
2: idiotic thing to do. But I thought, downplay it, I'm fine. Yeah. But it progressively got worse. And I pretty much just made it to hospital, parked in a visitor's car park and then ran in. And then she escorted me through and pretty much from that moment, blood just started coming out. And I rung my husband at this point and he's had to find somewhere to take Sunny. who's taken him to my sister and brother-in-law's house fortunately in the middle of the night I think it was like 1am or something at this stage and yeah I just remember like laying on that bed and it was just a pool of blood under me and I was just thinking is this really happening like and I guess I don't know if it was just the staff that were on or what was going on at that time but it was a very un-empathetic uh, empathetic situation like there was there was no there was no reassurance. There was no one, you know, holding a hand to say it's going to be okay as I waited for my husband to come because I was going through it alone and thinking, gosh, I just feel so alone. And there was no support or anything really offered. And next minute they bring in a flyer saying, you know, here's the, um, you can call this number to, to get some guidance if you're feeling, you know, down or whatever. And I was just like, but I couldn't get my head around. Was that actually what happened? Did I just have a miscarriage? And And my husband arrived by that stage and then we proceeded to um, have a doctor. Basically, um, he opened up my cervix with some metal instrument and tried to remove all of the Mm. excess product or whatever that was in there, which was really violating. And I guess I felt really just sickened by the whole thing. I remember just looking at the clock and just counting the minutes as it went past just trying to almost take myself out of that situation and out of that moment mentally um, because I was just in a lot of pain emotionally and physically oh. as well. Yeah, it was just really heartbreaking. The next day I I just didn't want to see anyone. I didn't really want to um, speak about it. Pretty much just laid in bed for about a week and just, yeah, tried to get my head around it. I've never cried so much in my life yeah. and it was just so hard to to try and speak to people about it who hadn't gone through it, and try and, I guess, make them understand that I was mourning someone I hadn't met, mm. and that was, you know, people just think, but you didn't know that baby. But for me, I already felt connected, and I know it was yeah. only ten weeks. It's a you long know, time though. But for me, but for me, I'd oh, yeah, I'd already, I'd already um, I guess, mapped out how our life yeah. was going to look with this child, and you know, thinking of names and all the the hopes and dreams you have for your future with that child. And I guess, yeah, it's it's funny how life just takes a turn. And it was it was hard. And I think my my headspace was, let's just get pregnant again. Mm. And everyone kept telling me, oh, it's, you know, it's so easy to fall after your first miscarriage. But we didn't really find that was the case. And it turned out that I still had some product left over inside the placenta was still some was attached and then I had to go in and have a curette at that stage uh, where you go under general and they a, a dmc and is another how, long, for it, and how
0: they, long did that that take for you to know that that was actually happening I, a few months or it was
2: like um a bit over a month and I kept bleeding thinking oh maybe that's just normal I didn't really understand and I thought oh this is just spotting this is what happens after going through that and yeah, it wasn't until I uh, went and saw uh, gyno and he said, no, you've still got, I can see this tissue. He brought up an ultrasound and showed me that there's still blood moving through as though my body thought that I was still pregnant yeah, and yeah. did a blood test which also showed that I still had the HCG hormone and he yeah. said that you, you can't get pregnant until you remove this. Yeah. yeah, so we went and had the cure. And then after the product, I then had an, um, fell pregnant again Sorry, I'm trying to map it back out. That's all right. We end up, yes, we ended up falling pregnant again, fortunately, and we thought everything was all going fine and we had several dating scans. I now had an obstetrician, whereas I was going Mm. public before thinking that it was all a breeze to have a child and then when we had the first miscarriage and the obstetrician, the Ghana obstetrician was the one who, figured out that I still had the retained product in there. He became my obstetrician, which was great. And, yeah, he was really – I felt like he was, like, on my team. Like, he really Mm. wanted to help me in this situation. And I ended up falling pregnant again. We had several um, ultrasounds quite regularly to make sure everything was fine. And it was at our – I was 14 weeks at that stage. Mm. we just had a scan, I think, two weeks prior to that, and everything was fine. And then at the 14-week scan, we we actually stupidly bring Sunny because we thought we wanted to mm-hmm. show him his little sibling and we got in there and the sonographer, she started scanning and she just went silent and I could just tell. And we just kept saying, is there a heartbeat? Where's the heartbeat? And she just said, oh, look, I'm just going to pop out for a minute. I'll be back in just a sec. And then she um bring a doctor back in a few moments later and the screen was just frozen on there was nothing like they didn't they didn't want to show me anything and then they turned the screen away and they just said, Oh, we don't have a heartbeat darling, And I just burst into tears oh and gosh. Sonny was just so like concerned seeing me upset and he kept going, Mom, what's oh. wrong? What's wrong? And to explain it to him, I was just like, Oh, Bob, oh, the baby's not. That's good baby's gone. Like that's all we could say. The baby's in heaven. Like just trying to, um, to yeah, to explain to a child is really hard.
1: Um, Especially when, yeah. you're, let alone so, yeah. when you're grieving at the same time. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah and that's the thing. <laughs> like you go home and you try. You're trying to uh, be happy for them. I remember after both times going through it. And feeling really guilty trying to, you know, you'd be sitting on the ground playing Lego with them and they're so happy and you want to be happy and you're like, I'm just not happy. And you're trying to smile at their beautiful expressions and, you know, just engage in, you know, playtime or conversation with them and you're really distant and you're just not there and that's really hard. Um, At 14 weeks though, did they
0: have any, like, did they give you any information or reasoning as to why?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So this is where the story is just so messed up. So, again, I went in and had a curette after this, another D&C. This time I was, I went the other way rather than sort of like moping around. I went full like nobody feels sorry for me. Don't want to talk about it. I'm just angry and I just don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I remember one night being really frustrated and like throwing a spatula across the house. I was like, I am just going loopy. Like I was just so angry at the world and like mm. why did this happen to me again? So I remember my response when the second time happened. I was hurt, but my response was like, just get this stuff out of me. Just get it out. Like yeah. was really um, brutal about it and I straight up just said, I'm booking in for the DNC. When can I go? Like I'll go tomorrow. Like I just want this done. And I was just trying to be, yeah, a hard, a hard Strong. ass. Strong, yeah. Anyway, um, so I ended up going in, had the curette, but my obstetrician was actually away and he couldn't do the um, procedure. So another doctor did it in his place. And, again, the same thing happened. Um, I kept bleeding and I just went, this has gone on again for far too long had to go back in and have the whole procedure done again. So essentially wow. it was my false curette. Yeah, so it just kept happening to me where they were missing stuff and it was kind of fortunate in a way because the doctor that did it, I said to him, the doctor that did it in my in my OB's absence, I said, can you please, I said, this has happened before and I really want to just get some answers, could you please send the um, placenta away for some testing, just, mm. you know, genealogy sort of stuff so we can figure out what what's going on because I I really want to know for me as well. That I said I don't want to carry this guilt around that there's potentially something that I did wrong, just need to get some answers if that's yeah. okay. He assured me that he would. He never did. Anyway, so then when my OB – discovered that I'd been bleeding again for like over a month and he said, you need to go back in. I'm so sorry. I said, well, this is in a way it's good because I really want you to, whatever product is left, whatever product is retained in there, is it enough that you could send that off for testing? And he said, yes, it will send it off. I can, yeah, you have my word. And he was really dedicated to like helping me, like I said, and he ended up sending it off and the results came back that it was a very rare it's called triploidy syndrome and it's um, basically um, an extra chromosomal issue and it occurs in only 1% of all pregnancies. So he said, look, it's nothing you did. It was just a terribly unlucky scenario.
0: And did that happen um, the, the time just, before as well or we don't know?
2: We, we, we don't know because I didn't get the testing done. He, he said it was... Um, Probably unlikely that it would be the same one, but maybe another chromosomal issue. And um, it basically, if you look it up, it says incompatible with life. Mm. And that, in a way, as heartbreaking as it was, I knew that it was never going to come into fruition. It was never going Mm. to be a a life that would, um, yeah, that could be lived out on this earth. And I think just getting my head around that—that it wasn't anything I did. I didn't, you know, um, lift anything that caused it or I didn't, just to not take that blame on myself and to know that that was just the hand I'd been dealt and that was, you know, it was easier for me to get my head around Mm. it. I think we tried for a little bit longer after that and we just didn't have any luck. I became obsessive, Mm. like, to the point where I had a pregnancy test. I would do one every day, if not two a day and it was eating me alive, this obsession with trying to get pregnant, and it was really unhealthy. And I ended up having a chat to my husband about it, and I said, I think I really have a problem with this and it's it's becoming so consuming and I need to go on birth control. I wanted to have a break from it. Wow. So, yeah, so I ended up getting the marina in, and a part of me thought, that's it, just be grateful. You have one healthy little child. He's, you know, the most beautiful little boy. Maybe that's all there is for you. Maybe that's, that's it. And I was trying to get my head around, you know, it's okay to just have one. Like what a blessing it is to even have a child. You know, some people are so much less fortunate and can't have one. So just be grateful. Count your lucky stars. But even though I end up going on birth control, I had a marina. Put in I think the whole time I was in the back of my head thinking I just want more yeah. like I just want to give him a sibling um you guys know what it's like yeah well, you, you just yeah. you can't you can't help it you I can't switch you it off that, yeah and yeah. You, as much as you try and convince yourself it's just it's so hard and after I think I had the marina in for four months and yeah I thought sorry it's so hard I don't know if if you found this Sophie but it's almost like you kind of block a lot yeah. out and you don't yeah. tend to want to think about it you don't want to bring it up because it was hard and I
1: think when you're going like through the timeline it
2: timeline of events
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah when you're going yeah. through it you think like I will never forget even the slightest detail of this and I yeah. so relate to that what you said about you know once you're pregnant you're mapping things out and I remember yeah I remember like you know a friend's wedding I'd be like okay great I'm gonna be 24 weeks pregnant at that time or I'm gonna have a a, a three-month-old or whatever but actually now like I remember I had my miscarriage in January sometime but I actually can't even tell you what the due date of that baby was and I think it's because I've just I don't know. Like I, I, I don't need another date. That then every year that it comes around, I think, oh, this was. You know when you were around, due to have you know, but like at the time, if you'd yeah. asked me, I would have been able to tell you like that. Yeah, but you don't um, want And that everything reminder. was based yeah. around that date, but I, I couldn't even tell you its due it, date now. It, it's
0: almost a um, coping mechanism though. When it, in a anything traumatic, even with um, postnatal depression, when I went through that, I the same thing when I was telling my story to Australian birth stories it was in these blocks because then i'd remember something and go oh my god i totally forgot that time so yeah. you do it's it's, it's a weird very how weird your mind,
2: and it's almost like it does it to protect you like mm, you said a coping mm. mechanism because it maybe if it all came out at once, it would just be too much for us to handle.
1: So with what you were saying about when you went way. to hospital yeah. um, and you found that it was quite you know detached and you didn't get mm. the empathy that you needed. when I was doing my medical training, I did a stint in the emergency department and it amazed me how common miscarriages were, that, you know, yeah. every, every day you'd see women coming in who were having miscarriages um, and often in your mind it's, oh, they're having an early miscarriage. It's only eight weeks yeah. or it's only nine yeah. weeks and it wasn't until I got That's pregnant. That's what I felt pregnant, like. I felt like yeah. well, this was
2: just another case I, and, and I mean, you really get that vibe when you're in there like, yeah, oh, this is just, you know, it's so trivial and yeah. so... My like I minuscule mean, compared to the other, you know, situations. Yeah, or medical, and,
1: and I mean, um, I, I would emergencies. Yeah, and I would like to think that of myself that I was I was never a doctor that belittled people's emotions, but it wasn't until I went through it myself that I was like, I honestly don't care how common this is; it still happened mm-hmm. to me, and this is awful. Mm-hmm. And you know, you can yeah. tell me as many times as you want that you know, approximately twenty five percent of all pregnancies end in miscarriage it doesn't actually make me feel any better about the situation and I almost wished that I could go back in time and just like say to all those women like I understand that you have never met this baby that this baby is maybe Mm. the size of a corn kernel or a (laughs) pea or whatever (laughs) yeah
0: but you but it
1: still means you feel them and yeah yeah, and yeah Yeah. your whole world changes from the minute you know you're pregnant so Mm. yeah yeah,
2: yeah, it's so interesting hearing it from another perspective. Mm, yeah, because yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of the vibe that I got is perhaps anybody that uh, like that I was in contact with in that room that nobody had been through yeah. that situation to yeah. actually be able to relate and yeah. to have that empathy. So that is interesting. But, yeah, yeah, maybe if they had been through it, like you said, that the, they would have a whole different take on the situation. Yeah,
1: and I almost, sorry, yeah. no, I right. almost felt that I was, you know, my emotions were over the top and it was until my auntie actually called me and I didn't know that she had had a miscarriage like of her first pregnancy too and it wasn't until she she had said to me, you know, like no one can understand the feeling of, of you know like feeling like you're a mother and then the next day basically being told you're no longer a mother like n- like if you've known you're pregnant for 30 seconds a day five weeks 10 weeks 14 weeks whatever until someone's been through that no one can understand that um and no. she said so like however you're feeling is absolutely fine Challenge. whether you've met mm, that child yeah. or not
0: and as a I think as yeah. someone that hasn't experienced miscarriage I, I feel like when you're a mother and you hear that someone's gone through a miscarriage you understand because yes you know yes, of course you've you've had Ooh. a baby and you know you understand what it's like to have a beautiful child but to not have a child and be told oh you someone's had a miscarriage you sort of I guess like how would you know you don't you don't know you what Can't it's get like. your head around it, you can't no. so I can I can understand yeah. but I think that it is very hard for the person who is going through it to be around anyone that
1: doesn't have empathy on this. Either time had you told people that you were pregnant or uh, or anything like that? Yeah,
2: yeah I probably told like most people because like I said, when it was so easy with Sunny, I thought, ah, well, you know, yeah. tell the world because what have I got to lose sort of thing. But this is pre-Instagram days as well. Yeah. I didn't do Instagram back then so I guess. It was just my friends and family around me. So um, I can't imagine like going through it on a public platform. I think that would be even harder, but also in a way I think if you've got the platform, it's so amazing that you Mm. can bring awareness to it and use that experience to help others and, you know, hopefully make them feel less alone in that and what they're going through. So. I think it's um, a beautiful thing if you have the capacity and you have the strength to do it um, and I, like you have said, I have shared my experiences but it hasn't been when it's like it's when I'm in the thick mm. of it. I would have really struggled to uh, uh, to yeah, to share it when I was in the thick of it. It would have been really hard and I don't think I would have had the capacity to share it at that time.
0: So after your four-month Marina stint, <laughs> Did you, yeah. did you go, well, okay. I, I go, that's
2: Nakoda. So as soon as Marina <laughs> was out, yeah, again, and I fell straight away, but it didn't come with like uh, that anxiety mm. of this could happen again. And, yeah, I was really fearful that, yeah, this it's probably not going to be a valid pregnancy. I almost, it sounds really bad, but it's almost like I thought, like downplayed it more and was like more pessimistic so that I could be you know, pleasantly surprised if it all went well and I think it didn't, it wasn't until maybe halfway through my pregnancy I was like, this is actually happening, like this is, you know, I've mm-hmm. come this far, like I can start to sort of get a little bit excited and get my hopes up now for for this child but, um, yeah, it was hard at first to not think that this is going to happen again, here we go again sort of thing and, um, yeah, it was hard for me to get my head around that and enjoy the pregnancy and, not feel robbed of the the beautiful i guess the beautiful element of being pregnant and not yeah not feel robbed of it because of what I'd previously been yeah. through mm. so i wanted to just be joyous and happy but it wasn't as easy as i thought it would be
1: I did a similar thing at the start of my pregnancy with Goldie because I was felt nowhere near as sick as how sick I felt when I was pregnant with Poppy, and the pregnancy that we had the miscarriage. I felt fine, and I thought that was just because I was a uh. pregnancy goddess that was meant to just <laughs> reproduce forever. Uh, but no, yeah. um, but anyway, with Poppy I was so sick from 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 the day my period was due, and then with Goldie I was nowhere near as sick. So I did the same thing. I went wow. along because we found out because we went to our dating scan in the first pregnancy and the baby wasn't the size it should have been and there was no heartbeat so they actually sent me away and said we're going to repeat the scan in a week maybe your dates are wrong and it's actually fine but your dates are just wrong so I left being like I don't know If I'm pregnant or not pregnant, and basically just waited Uh, to either go back for a scan or to To go into a miscarriage.
2: So torturous. And I guess
1: lucky or unlucky, it was only about two or so nights later that I started bleeding, and I was almost like not that I was relieved, I was shattered. But at least it was like I'm I'm not waiting around for something that's inevitably going to happen. But when I was pregnant with Goldie, I remember we were going along to the dating scan, and I had honestly just said like, oh, like. Like it's it's not going to be okay. Like there won't be a heartbeat there. I'm not sick enough. I'm sicker than this when I'm pregnant and it's and it's healthy. You know, I had all these yeah. thoughts and I and think it way was guarding you your heart, yeah. isn't it? You yeah. want to
2: just like protect it and think, well, no, I'm going to be prepared for this this time. Yeah.
1: and yeah. I just say to Nick, yeah. oh no, like don't get excited for it. Like it's not. How was your husband?
2: Oh, he's so supportive. Like he is amazing through everything that I've been through and I really couldn't have done it without him. He's he's more of a talker than me. Like I often say he's the female in our relationship <laughs> mm. and as much as he's this like gruff trading type, he's, he's actually more emotionally in tune than I give him credit for and it's not until we're faced with these Hardships that I go, oh wow, he's actually pretty emotionally mature. And I'm probably the opposite. Mm. Like, I'm just like, don't want to talk about it.
1: (laughs) That's like me and my Um, husband. He's like semi, isn't it? Like, he's like buff ish looking. And then, but he's like so in touch with his emotions. And I'll be like, slightly off and he'll be like, what's wrong? And I'm like, how could you even tell? (laughs) Level headed men. What do you
2: think? Uh, Isn't it funny? What do
1: you think are tips for partners or, or friends of people that are maybe going. Going through this or do you think it's so individualized
2: oh, it's so individualized yeah. it's hard ha- or o- always get this I don't know I think so many people they want to do nice things for you but like give you things and send you flowers and do all these beautiful things and they are beautiful but it's I don't know I I think I'm different in the sense like I said I don't like people feeling sorry for me so mm. I was like don't feel pity on me but it'd be nice if we just could chat about it maybe yeah. um and not in a pitiful way, but just to for me to get my head around it. But yeah. then there'd be other people that maybe don't want to talk. But like I said, I between my first miscarriage and my second, I was completely different. Yeah. So the first one I was more emotional, more wanting to talk about it. Second, second one, I was shut everyone down. Yeah. Don't want to deal with this. Yeah. And I was really I was actually a, a real bitch to my husband as well. I think I had that thing of like, oh. You know, you don't have to go through all yeah, this what yeah. I had to go through and all these procedures. And you think it's easy just to have a baby, and I have my body has to go through all this. And you have that little bit of resentment, yeah. which is, you know, it, it is what it is. But they just want help, and I think, yeah, he was really supportive, like I must say. And yeah, I was probably not so great at that time. First one, I really clung to him, and I felt like it bring us closer. Yeah. And the second time, it just went the other way. So I think it's yeah, with a, in, in response to like how to help a friend that's going through it. I think it's so personal. And again, like from experience to experience, even as the one person, I responded yeah. completely different yeah. to that same scenario essentially. So. I just, yeah. Perhaps just even the,
0: you know, your closest friends and family are just a simple, how are you? And if you wanted to elaborate yes. on that, then that's enough for them to go, she does want to talk or, yeah, I'm okay, yeah. don't want to talk, and then they they leave it.
2: Yeah just to check in with you and touch yeah away, and I'm sure you guys have yeah.
0: days where like you know some days you do and some days you're just angry and you're mad you go mm. through that emotional rainbow
1: really don't you yeah yeah because I mean I'm I'm, I'm totally. a talker I like as we were saying earlier I like we're all over sharers but I'm a <laughs> talker so I actually found like all pregnancies I haven't been able to keep it a secret from Anybody till like for for anywhere near twelve weeks? I I like pee. I like pee on the stick, and as they still pee on the stick, I'm like Facetiming my family, like. (laughs) "Ah!" And actually, that didn't that didn't change after having a miscarriage because I actually found it quite helpful with my close friends. I wasn't going back to the start of the story with them. Like, I could just go from the point Mm. that I've now had a miscarriage and I felt like almost because even if they hadn't been pregnant before almost because they'd got the excitement of me being pregnant I felt like they almost understood more rather than it being like oh like I was pregnant but I'm not now so like now I'm upset Mm, I found that helped but I totally understand if other people don't like to talk things through as much maybe that's why they would hold back telling people they're pregnant
2: totally well I remember Neil saying to me with the the third time I was pregnant so my second miscarriage I remember saying to my husband I wanted to start sharing um, sharing with people that we were pregnant and it was early days and he sort of said well after what you've been through are you sure you want to share that with people because you know chances are if it happens again and I thought well if it does happen again I want I want to have those people around me to confide in and to to be there for me and to understand what I'm going through. So I thought regardless of whether I tell them now or later, like I want them there for me and, yeah, so it made sense for me to be able to share it with people earlier and sure enough it did happen and I did experience another miscarriage that time but those people were there and able to support me through that, which was awesome.
1: Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah, I remember even, I can't remember what point it was at, but my mum's, I found like a cute pair of shoes or something and my mum was like, oh, are you sure you like really want to buy them? I'm like, mum, if something happens, I'm not going to be upset about the shoes, I'm going to be upset about the fact that, you know, and I know she was just trying to protect me, but I was like, the shoes can go in a drawer. That's okay. I'm not gonna be upset about the shoes. Yeah. I'm gonna be upset anyway. So shoes or no shoes, I'm yeah. gonna be upset. So taking the yes. shoes. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You're currently pregnant with number three. Which yes. is very exciting. Yes. How far along are you?
2: Yeah. So I'm halfway already. I can't believe it. Like it is slow. It's ridiculous. And I think because you're so busy, like you would know with the other two, I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're we're here. We're already halfway. Yeah, crazy.
0: We're doing this. Do you feel like you have gotten bigger in the tummy than all the other pregnancies?
2: It's crazy, (laughs) isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was actually laughing because... There was this girl last night on Instagram. Um, she'd done a pregnancy announcement and i was like oh look at her like beautiful flat stomach and i'm like my pregnancy announcer this time i'm like i i look six months pregnant pregnant in my pregnancy announcement you <laughs> like, can't hide it can it's you crazy you can't hide it yeah everyone around me was sus- they were suspecting it from like eight weeks like it was crazy so yeah, I think it's like that lack of muscle. Like everything, just it knows where to go, and it only wants to go out, as they say. So, but yeah, do you feel I, like it's I'm plateauing like a bit? The same size as I was with my other two. Mm. I don't think so. Oh. It's getting bigger. <laughs> but even like my whole body, I was like still wearing. Well, I was still wearing my normal jeans with the other two, and just wearing that little, you know, the belly belt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did you guys have that? It was like a little extender that went from one side. So I could still get my normal jeans, like, over my kneecaps this time. I'm like, I literally can't even get them over my knees.
0: Like, <laughs> I used a hair tie, an elastic band. it's
2: just Easter as well. Like, oh, yes. Yeah, I remember doing that as well. See, I yeah. hate so pants. Yeah. These are so... different the time around,
0: that's yeah. for
1: sure. Yeah, I hate pants. So the second yeah, I, I, I found out I was pregnant, I was video. like, see you later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, Like just on a different note, obviously on Instagram, you do a lot of fitness and you are very mindful with what you eat. Do you think with miscarriage, fitness is important to mentally overcome or help get through that time?
2: Yeah, I think it depends on your situation because Mm. a lot of people can't exercise in pregnancy and obviously after you've had a miscarriage as well you need to really go easy on your body but for me mentally I need some form of physical activity in my day otherwise I am actually a mental case so yeah I feel like it helps me mentally and emotionally and it does release endorphins so Mm -hmm. I find I'm a happier person if I am exercising and it doesn't have to be like some form of vigorous training. It could literally just be going for a walk with the kids or, you know, just getting to the park and kicking around a ball or doing something, but I need to get my body moving. And yeah, I just find it so beneficial for that. Mentally, but yeah, it obviously um this pregnancy I've found it a bit harder because I'm it's like third child, everything is like the weight and the yeah. pressure down there. I'm just like I need to <laughs> listen to my body, <laughs> otherwise I feel like I'm gonna give birth in the middle of a squat. Yeah, like, it, is <laughs> it is crazy. <laughs> yeah, so I think things are different this time. Like I was lifting heavier weights and doing a bit more crazy stuff with the other two, and this time I'm just like Yeah, I have to... Yeah, slow it no. down I have to
1: take it easy I found that even with the second like with Poppy I was induced and then with Goldie as we were reached the end I was like to my obstetrician nah, I'm gonna go early like every time I try and play with Poppy on the floor or every time I squat down I'm basically about to give feel birth it. and then he and yeah. I was actually like do you think you could just like check me and tell me like you know like am I starting to dilate or something because I feel like things <laughs> have like started and he like even felt yeah. my tummy and was like the head is still so high you were like not like (laughs) you're not showing signs and I was like gosh what does like what does it feel like when the head is engaged then like I honestly feel like it's gonna it's gonna drop out onto just the playroom floor
2: yeah how many people
0: have like 13 kids back in the day hey I don't know imagine (laughs) I have no (laughs) idea your body would be broken and imagine it's how crazy. they went through miscarriage back in the day as well. Like it would have been, mm. I'm so, I'm so lucky or we're also lucky that we have a platform where we can actually, you know, ha- have a conversation about this to support other women. Whereas mm. back in the day, it must have been just swept under the
1: rug and we moved forward it would have been tough it would have been it, I think the social media it's great that you know you've spoken about it but I think also when you're in a dark place like that or I'm sure maybe it's similar when you're having fertility issues or going through IVF and it's taking a long time like I feel really grateful that conceiving children has never taken a long time for me but you do get to the point where you you look at these images and you go everybody is getting pregnant like everyone is pregnant and no one has any issues and you know that person eats shit and they get to be pregnant (laughs) and that person never exercises (laughs) and they get to be pregnant or like Nick and I have been together longer and when you know like and and yeah I think that it's that comparison
2: always yeah Yeah. it's great that's why it is important for people to be real and use that platform yeah
0: totally this can happen to me it can happen to you yeah. I'm like crystals, literally halfway rest. pregnant, and she is fitter oh, than me. What back. is my what is my excuse? <laughs> <laughs> Stop <laughs> eating fat burgers,
2: Jane! No way. <laughs> no, I, I eat so healthy, but then I can't help but eat like sugar and chocolate. It's so bad. Everything it's in just moderation. Just my go-to in pregnancy. That's it. Yes, that's right. I just want to add something, but I was going to say just from with Nakoda, and I always say this: if it wasn't for going through those losses and experiencing that heartache, I wouldn't know her. And that just blows yeah. my mind yeah. to think that she wouldn't exist if I hadn't have gone through that. And it's hard to explain that to someone who might be going through a miscarriage at the moment. But when they get that opportunity to eventually hold their little rainbow baby in their arms, it will somehow make sense. Yeah, it, I agree. It, it just does. And it's hard to it's hard to get your head around how how life works. But yeah it it will make sense and yeah you'll be overwhelmed with life and how it all works out
1: yeah and sometimes I think oh Poppy would never have happened if I if that pregnancy had have continued or was that Poppy and she wasn't quite ready yet for the world either way it it, I agree I look at Poppy and I'm like well you came when you were meant to come and you're amazing so Mm. Yeah. exactly and
2: you can't help but imagine like life would not be the same without them like yeah. and they're here and they came in the right time for you and it all works out it so does it, it all works yeah, out hopefully in the that end. gives people some yeah hopefully that does give some people a little glimmer of hope that yeah. their little rainbow baby is waiting around the corner for them
0: absolutely thank yeah. you so much um, okay. for coming on and having a chat with Thanks. us you, you
2: honestly thank you so much for having it having having us having me well us actually oh, yeah me and baby absolutely <laughs> with that. absolutely yeah.
1: <laughs> no from someone who's been through it myself thank you for being so open and honest and I hope this podcast will help countless women because I know it's something that people have really reached out and said mm-hmm. that they would like to hear more about so um thank you so so much
2: Oh, I'm so glad. Thanks for having me, guys. Okay,
0: bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beyond the Bump.
1: If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and give us a review. If you didn't, good on you. You can also follow us on Instagram at beyondthebump.podcast to stay up to date on behind the scenes and future episodes. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.